This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. It is the match reaction uh, from Ibrox Stadium, Newcastle. Uh, well, the visitors, it was finished. Rangers won Newcastle United 2. Uh, Alan McGregor's testimonial. We can still see pictures of him. He's doing his lap of honour and getting plenty of high fives and adulation for the, the stands. Um, but yeah, we're going to go through it bit by bit. Uh, pick up some talking points as much as we can. And, and probably finish up talking a wee bit about Alan himself. Um, but listen, I'm joined tonight by James, Ian and Lewis. Gentlemen, how are we all doing all right? Not bad, mate. I'm good, mate. Yeah, all right. Yeah, not bad. Listen, it was, it was a, bit of, a bit of a strange game, eh? First half, not so much. And then second half, a rake of changes for both sides. And we seem to, to thrive on that. We'll go through the game point by point. Um, obviously a bit of a delay to kick off punters try to get through the door um, but the game went underway maybe, maybe five minutes late uh, a decent start from both sides defensively setting up pretty well um, but I'll come to you James first, after about 15 minutes you could see the visitors were sort of growing into the game um, and the inevitability soon arrived Aye, it did, it did um, obviously didn't help me for the mistakes that we could have made leading up to it but you can see their quality in them. It doesn't matter, man. The, uh, their new signing for AC Milan just looks top drawer, mate. And I'm glad I've got him in my uh, my fantasy football team for this season, mate. Looks a, a shrewd bit of business by myself, I've got to say. Uh, but no, it did. It was, um, again, mate, it didn't help we were kind of messing about at the back again and losing the possessioning. But when you make the, uh, the mistakes against these top-class teams, mate, they're going to take their chances, aren't they? Absolutely. I think it was mentioned numerous times in the commentary with we, we, we Kranz and, and, and Tom Miller about the, the golf and sort of finances and stuff. But listen, we're not going to make any excuses here. We certainly came, and you look at the lineups we put out, um, we came to, you know, to test ourselves and 
and try and stay in the game. Ian, you look at the goal we gave away. Um, questions to be asked defensively? Yeah. And um, I think you could see in the replay when the thing sort of, you could see McGregor's face and you knew exactly where he was looking instantly. And, uh, a target he's picked up on something I mentioned on the uh, McGregor pod yesterday. It was straight at Borna. Uh, the left back position is not Shagger's favourite, but uh, yeah, I mean, Borna, he lost his man, too much space. It, for me, the little man that came on second half and Ridvan, I don't think that space is available, but it's what it is. A pre season friendly, so I'm not going to dig on him too much. Uh, first, relating against quality opposition, but yeah, the. Um, um, just in a comment about me, obviously regarding the uh, attire for tonight. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> to be honest. And uh, but yeah, I, I did the this did the same old defensive frailty on that left hand side. Just too much space and too much time given. No, absolutely. Listen, you can't take anything away from the the finish. Lewis Almiron uh, does what he'd been doing time and time again. Really, last season, a player who's settled in under Eddie Howe and, and seems to excel. Uh, in that style of play. Peter Lovenkrantz drew a lot to uh, Newcastle's counter-press. What did you think to the way City Rangers had lined up early doors? Um, I, well, I would pray to the, the Lord above that that is nowhere near the strongest 11 for Rangers. Um, I think that was definitely the weakest point of your play in general throughout the 90 minutes, I think. Uh, when Red Van, Yanis, and I can't remember who the third substitution is, that was the... the the main uh, 11 that I would like to see that we had available for the game. But as the comment says there, what I've done is I've noted down into three categories, positive, middle and negative on certain players' performances. And Borna was one of the only two negative performances. I think he's showed that he has not got a chance of getting that first spot this season. Ridvan was outstanding. He was like a, a midfielder playing at left back. And even at that, he was still much more competent at defending than Borna. Um, and another one I would pick out is Ryan Jack. I would just like to think that, that that's a, a one-off for Ryan, but he looked just absolutely out of it. He looked so unfit, he couldn't string two passes together. And I actually think John Lundstrom was, was half-decent beside him, and if he had maybe Raskin beside him, would have looked even better. So I'm hoping that for Ryan, as I say, it's, it's, um, it's just a once-in-a-blue-moon performance for Borna, but Redvan is number one left-back, must be next season. Listen, we'll come to individuals uh, later on in the pod because I've certainly singled out a few myself, Lewis. Um, Ian, you know, took about, took a, about half hour for ourselves to get a first a, a good bit of play. Um, Lammers, Cal's open opportunity, um, does a bit of ducking and diving, gets to the edge of the box and maybe doesn't do as well as we thought with, with, with the shot away and it's straight at carries. Yeah, I mean, he'd shown a fair few good touches leading up to that uh, down on the on the the far side. He looked quite good. His touch was good. Got himself that shooting opportunity and just unfortunately kind of sclaffed it a little bit and put it straight at uh, um, the aforementioned keeper that I can't pronounce the name of. Um, I thought he looked really good throughout his time while he was on. And not going to get too excited, but he might just be the new uh, best in the world. Joking, obviously. Just joking. James Lammers gets on the ball again a couple of minutes later. Um, manages to flash it into to Kieran Dowell. Uh, kind of snatches at it and, and, and it goes wide of the post. But I think John Lewis was running as well. Kieran Dowell seemed to have a really good first 45 minutes. 
Yeah, he did, and he was one of the players, mate. I was, as I said, mate, I'm, I'm very, very looking forward to seeing this season. I've obviously had Marcus and stuff like that speak about me. He knows a few Norwich boys, and he said that he's obviously, if he's he's better than what Todd Cantwell is. And if I said if we can get half a player that's as good as Todd Cantwell, then we're we're on to Higme. But for me, I thought I I I thought Dow looked really, really good, really good on the ball eh, for the first forty-five minutes, mate. Lewis, you're shaking your head there. Come on, come in. Just that comment about Dow being better than Cantwell. Absolutely impossible. No chance. I Dow looked looked good, but I think he looks like a very confusing player. Because at, like, at one point he was like defending eight, uh, number eight box to box and then the next minute he was he was making things happen and he looked good doing both of them. So it's just where the manager like uh, decides to play him. But I think <sighs> he's a natural left footer so I would like to see him further up the pitch on the right-hand side. I think that's a position that Rangers have been crying out for since like Daniel Candias. But as I say... Looks very, very good. I like the look of Kieran Dill. I think he's still got a bit of fitness improvement to get on. Maybe a bit more physicality, but technically looks brilliant. Lewis, just on that, you obviously you say about no, no being better than Cantwell on this, and I'm not going to argue with you, but do you think mm. his involvement tonight hindered Cantwell slightly? Because obviously we've seen Cantwell maybe further forward in the first half, and then a little bit deep in the second half, and I don't think it was his finest, finest performance, but if I'm honest, I know it's only a friendly. No, I 100% agree. I think Cantwell looked very in and out of the game, very inconsistent. I think he actually looked like he was trying too hard a wee bit, and that worried me slightly. Um, it gave me shades of Ryan Kent. You've got all the ability in the world. You just need to have a, a good head on you and trust in your ability because we've seen what he can do the second half of last season. He's got it in the locker. Um, but again, like Ryan Jack, I wouldn't take too much for this one performance. I still think Cantwell will be a star player next year. Ian, 36 minutes, the two players we just mentioned there link up well. Dowell with a lovely weighted ball uh, and in the channel. Uh, Cantwell sort of gets onto it and, and sort of flashes it wide. Didn't really get the best connection, we must say, but is that a sign of things to come? I would like to think so. I mean, they should they should have some sort of understanding, um, obviously playing um, right here in Norwich together for a little bit. They should have a good understanding. Um, Dowell, I believe... I'm told from the people that live in Norwich is technically better than Campwell. So time will tell over the season and we'll see how that goes. Campwell, I think Campwell's the dig and does have the ability, but Dow is definitely, apparently, I'd say definitely, I don't know, but from what I've heard from people around here, uh, Dow has more technical ability than, than Campwell. So it should be an interesting, as we go on through the season, if those two are linking up and actually make a decent partnership, how one can play off the other. So I'm, I'm excited and looking forward to that. James, the, the, the final sort of big moment for Rangers in the first half came on 37 minutes when, when Alan McGregor was, was taking off. Um, strange timing for you, or do you think that was always the plan? I thought he might get 45 minutes at least, mate. Um, but I don't, I don't know, maybe if it was always in the plans, mate, to take him off so he would get the standing evasion or whatever. But he'd have got that anyway, do you know what I mean? But uh, it was a... A kind of weird time, wait, 36 minutes, so a bit of a weird time to bring him off. And the wee, the wee whisper into Butland's ear as he's coming off, what's he seen to him there? No McGregor, mate, it could be anything for Christ's sake, you know what I mean? <laughs> I like to think he's seen to me, he'll never be as half as good as me, kind of thing, but um, no, listen, it's a, it was a good moment for Alan McGregor. We spoke about it before we came on uh, with Lewis there. 
there was a bit of worry when he fizzed that one in the, the Newcastle boys' feet and, and they sort of, they sort of broke away. Shades of sort of last season and maybe some PTSD about why he is sort of hanging up his gloves. But um, Butlin comes on and I'll mention him sort of later on. At half time, we go in one nil down. Lewis, what was your overall sort of riding of the, of the first half? Um, yeah, as I, I said earlier in the pod, I, I would like to think that is near our strongest 11 and nowhere near it. And I think it showed, I think there was quite a lot of weak links in that first 11 that we came up with, and it, it definitely improved in the second half. I think defensively, we looked quite shaky, um, mainly on the left side. The defence, I think, looked a bit leaky. Um, I think Name the, names. <laughs> well, Borna. I mean, it's gone. I've seen a few people saying we're, we're getting them pelters, but it was very, very poor. I get it's a friendly, but this is previous with this guy. Um, but on the other hand, John Sutter was absolutely outstanding. I mean, the, the ability, he could play in midfield. The ability he has to drive with that football for defence, I think he beat about six Newcastle players in one run, and he's about six foot four. 20 stone. I don't know how he does it. He's he's so good on the ball. Um, but no, the second half was was relatively poor. I think if you look at the, the game in a whole, I would say that Rangers maybe won the second half and Newcastle maybe won the first half. I think that's a, that's, that's a fair assumption. James, we'll, we'll come in the, the second half now. Obviously, started the second half with, with two changes. Balligan and Fashion Junior coming on for... Um, Dowell, who we've mentioned, but but Ben Davies, now I'm surprised with what well, well, 10 12 minutes into the podcast, no one has mentioned Ben Davies, um, a player that seems to split opinion. How did you think he fared first half, and was he was he rightly hooked? Again, mate, it's pre season, it's a kind of first game, mate. So for me, it's no, I think it's about getting minutes in the legs first. Um, for me, I think. Davis hasn't been that bad apart for the Celtic game, I think, where he's been where he was really, really horrendous that day, mate, for that mistake. For me, mate, he's a kind of guy that's always going to give you a seven, maybe eight out of ten every week. He's, do you know what I mean? So for me, it's about getting minutes in the legs. You know, results don't mean anything to me and stuff like that. Get the minutes in the legs, mate, and he will. He's a solid defender for me. Well, listen, I thought he was sort of. How can I put it? He, he strolled through the, the first half without any real concern. Maybe that's why we've not mentioned him, because he, he wasn't overly at fault, but he wasn't overly brilliant. John Suter probably out the two centre-halves in the first half um, stood out more. Um, again, though, we start the second half, no lot of chances at either end. Um, and you, you have to wait until Lewis mentioned before on the other mark. And you've got Raskin, Hadji and Redvan coming on for, for Jack Lundstrom. And Borna Barisic. Now, the three going off, Lundstrom, uh, sorry, Lundstrom, Lewis has absolutely gone in for um, primarily the, the latter two. I've got to touch on, I'll come to you, Ian, Nico Raskin, class above. Yeah, I mean, they're talking on, on our TV about who's your man of the match, and obviously for the for the testimony, it was always going to be Shagger, was always going to get the testimonial man of the match. But overall, I mean, he wasn't on that long, but best player in the park. All day long, best player in the park. I think he's going to be amazing for us this season. I mean, I know everyone talks about Campwell and all the off-season it's been Campwell this and Campwell that, and Campwell was a quality player. But that little lad next to him, Raskin, Raskan, whatever you want to call him, um, I think he's going to be the absolute star of that midfield this season. I think he's been overlooked a little bit in the summer because he's not been around. We haven't seen much of him. But, yeah, he's so impressive. His 
strong for the for the size of him. He was holding off lads that were like huge compared to him, just battling through. Spots the pass, no problem at all. And at one point, I thought he was going to give uh, McGraw his moment with a Ruskin screamer in the second half, but he just just didn't catch it right. But yeah, for me, best player in the park all night long. Lewis, I'll, I'll come to you because I know you're probably jumping with the chance to to come in here. You mentioned obviously Ryan Jack and how maybe behind he looked a little bit in terms of physicality and, and, and overall shape. No sign of that on Nico Raskin. No, no. Um, I mean, let's not forget this boy was on holiday like three days ago, I think. I think he was still abroad about three days ago. He's probably only had two training sessions and uh, Newcastle had fielded a 70 million euro footballer and Sandro Tonali and he looked about seven levels of ability under Nicholas Raskin and he had about 30 minutes met on the pitch as well. Um, I don't want to get too excited. I mean, we do have a small sample size for last season, but maybe other than Malik Tillman could maybe argue, um, I think Nicholas Raskin might have the highest ceiling we've seen at Rangers since um, a resurrection back up to the the where we belong, but it's just he's got everything that you desire in a midfielder. And despite his size, he's he's, he's probably like five foot seven, five foot eight. He's very very aggressive. He's fast. He's strong. He's got an eye for a pass. I mean, some of the the, the through balls he was hitting alongside Giannis Adji, by the way. I hope we we talk about him. But just vision, able to dictate the tempo, could play at six, eight, possibly even ten. I think the only thing we, we've not seen from him is his shooting ability. Um, he's hit the target a few times, but unfortunately not to get the goal. But other than that, he's got everything. And I just hope we can keep him as long as possible. James, uh, Lewis sums him up perfectly there, but I think if you're going to... What's that word? Um, to put, embody him in one word. There we go. I nearly, nearly had a brain fart there. Embody him in one word. I see so brave uh, for a wee guy, full of heart. And as Lewis says there... We can't get too attached to this guy because if he carries on like that, there's going to be bids flying in for him maybe January, maybe not in the next season. I know, definitely, mate. And again, we should be looking at hopefully, mate, we'll be able to get top marks for this guy instead of letting him get the door, mate, for, you know, pennies for what he's obviously worth. But I, I said uh, when he first joined, mate, he actually surprised me uh, when he joined because I was expecting it to be this holding midfielder, but he's anything but. He's, uh, he's everything more in. He's the, the wee guy's just class. He can spray passes about. He loves getting stuck into tackles. He's no scared to look for that killer pass. He, and he's always there to back his teammates up um, as well. And it's something that we've been crying out for a long, long time now is to have an all-round midfielder like this. I agree with Craig in the comments here. Imagine adding Sifuentes into that. It's not even worth thinking about, is it? Uh, Ian, we'll come to you. Um, the whole game just after the ever. Uh, high press. Uh, Lammers gets in on... Uh, Bruno Gimerish, who was probably one of the best midfielders in the English Premier League last year, by the way, um, pounces on it uh, and, and takes a touch. And it's a nice little finish. And, and I think the big man deserved the goal. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. He did. I can't do it. It's catching, not being able to find the words. Um, <clears throat> no, well, his efforts throughout the night, um, he deserved that goal. And it wasn't like you look at it and people say, Oh, it was a mistake from, from the Newcastle player. But he spotted that that was coming to him. He pressed him and in he went. He got it and he got his just desserts, but with a good finish as well. It wasn't an easy finish. The keeper was still there, made himself big, and he got around him. 
Um, on that comment that Craig made, though, if you add Sofuentes into it, um, I think you might find Lewis's screen freezes a hell of a lot more because I don't think we'll see much of him for a while until uh, he gets over the fact that Sofuentes has joined because I know he's desperate for that lad to come in. Well, I see that's him jumped away there. I saw the, the finger in the eye and I thought he's got a really itchy eye, but um, no, that's way. I'm sure he'll come back. James, um, Lammers scoring in front of a, a full house, that's going to do his confidence to the world a good for a guy that we we sort of ummed an ab, ad, ad about before we saw him tonight in terms of numbers. Um, he's settled on nerves, is he not? Oh, he's definitely fitted in really, really well, mate, for me. Um, nice touches and all that as well for him. Um, just looks very uh, composed on the ball. Um, I, he looks a, a very decent player, let's say. Um, but as Ian obviously said earlier on, we won't get too excited just yet, mate. It's obviously the first game of pre-season, but good signs, mate, going forward. And hopefully he's going to hit, hit the grand running, mate, and carry that on to the, the next pre-season games and then into the, uh, the Kilmarnock game. Absolutely. Listen, the, the manager said uh, pre-match about how you know, we're at the business end of pre-season. These four games, obviously three now to, to play, are going to be huge in terms of shaping up for that all-important one at, at Rugby Park. I was hoping Lewis was going to be back here because we are going to talk about Yanis Hadji now, but he's um, he's he's missing in action. So, Ian, you're back up. Um, 66 minutes, Hadji tests Butland. Um, I know I'm saying that right. Hadji tests Butland. Free kick comes in uh, from the left-hand side. Hadji with a lovely looping header. And Butland just manages to, to stop it from going in his own net. Nah, it was just confidence. It was just paying the ball back to the goalkeeper. It was just pure confidence from Hadji. Um, he looked good when he came on. It's a lot stronger. A lot stronger than he has been. Um, obviously, last season, we're not really um, going to talk too much about Hadji because he wasn't about. But when he came back, he was trying. But the, the, the previous season, when he was there, he looks a lot stronger. He was holding the ball up. Definitely. I mean, that pass. I think I've, I've said this before. Hadji's the type of player that we miss because he's got the eye for the pass, or at least we did miss. Now we've got people like Raskin and, and Cantwell that can spot those passes, but he was the type of player we've been crying out for most of last season because he can spot that pass. Um, just good to see him back on the pitch and doing well and looking like his, hopefully his injury is behind him and he's going to push forward for this season. James, uh, Ian mentions there how you know important Yanis could be moving forward. We've got a a, a, a plethora of, of talent in that area. You think if Tom Lawrence is is, is pushing again, he maybe have a a, a shot or a run out on, on Saturday. Um, are we are we sort of blessed in that area? Is that somewhere we're not going to struggle this year? I would hope so, mate. Um, but obviously, I, I do agree with Ian. He's, he has bulked up. He's been away. Obviously, must have been rattling up uh, the weight machines this this summer, mate, and come back. I really, really do hope the guy comes back, obviously because it was a serious injury. I do, I do hope he comes back, hit another one that will um, hit the ground running for us. And he's going to be that option to have me. I think, for Hadji, mate, I think his best games have came in Europe for us because he gets the time um, to pick that pass. We know in Scotland, mate, it's any half-decent player, mate, gets a ball and they've got some clubber, you know what I mean, like power or somebody if he can... Some, Guy for Kilmarnock who just wants to smash a Rangers player. Um, but I do hope he is. He, he looks he looks a lot highway, but Hadji's one of the players that frustrates the life out of me at times. You'll see the nine passes, mate, that will go nowhere, but that one killer pass will create a goal for us. And I think that's what we're just going to need to live with. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, we had you. Listen, I've, I've said pretty much all pre-season that I think if a bid comes in for Yanis Hadji, it would need to be looked at because I think he's one of the more sellable assets. It depends how um, you know how much Michael Beal wants to have a, a bit more in the budget and, and the board as well. But if, it, if money talks and certainly if a bid comes in, then we'll, we'll need to see... Ian, I saw you shaking your head at the comment that came up, uh, Ari Jack Butland. Just obviously, I, I mentioned him in that breath with the Yanis Hadji, and it was sort of tongue-in-cheek, uh, do forgive me, but Jack Butland, did he do much wrong? Did he do much right? To be honest, did he really have a lot to do? Apart from Hadji's attempt at putting one in the top corner for him. Um, apart from the other header, he wasn't really called into action and everything he needed to do he was tidy about it. He played the ball out well. He was communicating. Uh, the defence looked uh, fairly confident to have him behind him. And the header at the end, was not that was a decent header. There's not many people saving. That was a very good header. I mean, we're all waxing lyrical watching the, um, the highlights from the, the friendly in Germany when Seema did exactly the same thing. And then we're turning around going, well, I should be saving that. No. You can't have it both ways. You can't say it was a cracking header in one game. Lewis is back. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then complain when this exact, pretty much exactly the same header happens to you. It was it was a good header and there's not a great deal Butland can do. I don't think he did anything wrong tonight. He didn't have a great deal to do. Um, but what he did do, he was tidy for me. Lewis, great to have you back. Um, it was your big moment. We are talking Yanis Hadji and I know you were desperate to get involved. So, uh, Finn Fogel said, can he see Hadji being a regular starter? That's something you'd agree with? No, that's something I completely and utterly disagree with. Um, I was one of the, the few people that were actually claiming, despite his lacklustre um, addition back into the squad last season, I was one of the advocates for keeping him. I think he's probably one of the most naturally gifted players we have. Um, and he showed... If he gets back to his best the night, what, what he can provide, he's so two-footed. He's probably one of the best passers in the team. And if Kieran Dill is to be used as like a number eight, for an example, that frees up that right side for somebody. And I think Yanis Hadji would be the, the quintessential person to stick in there. I think the only thing he lacks is pace, but if he's back to full fitness, his brain can take him further than his pace needs to anyway. Um, so I actually think... Giannis, for me, could end up being a starter. Listen, I'm delighted you came back on just for the use of the word quintessential. Brilliant. <laughs> for that. Um, James, we're talking about Yanis uh, Hadji bulking up, but on the 70 minute mark, this big boy, Jonathan Ufeko, I hope I've said that right, comes swaggering onto the pitch. Shades of Calvin Bassey. Um, I think Twitter was all over him when he came on. He played a couple of nice little passes. He joined the pitch with Ravi Matondo, Scott Wright, and Bailey Rice. What did you make of the big boy at the back? I thought he was uh, decent, mate. He looked as if he's kind of confident in himself as well. But guys like Wolf and stuff like that that actually watch uh, the kind of B team and stuff like that have been actually raving about this kid. It's saying he's obviously decent, um, deserves a chance. And that's what a boy can do, is take the chance when he gets it, mate. But he does, he's got the, 
The shades of big Calvin Bassey about him, man. He's an absolute lumpy boy. Listen, as, as Will Snow on the pod tonight, I'm going to come to you direct then. Does he deserve a chance? Because also we're getting linked with the likes of um, Panzo, Trusty's been linked before. Do we need a centre-half when we've got that in the youth set-up? It's, it's one of the ones, mate. We're a kind of fickle supporters at times, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's We seem to want to bring other boys in, 23-year-olds and stuff like that. When, if we've got decent players in our backup, why not give them a chance? Again, play them in these games because I've said before, the boys will not be able to do it. If you can't do it at Ibrooks with no pressure on you, you'll never survive at Ibrooks for me. So you need to play them in these games. You need to give them the chance to obviously try and shine. I saw Freddie Faulkner there. Uh, Feco greater than Panzo. Um, he's always followed that up with another one. Ofeco greater than Sterling. Well, we shouldn't soon find that out. Um, Ian... Obviously, there was a, a real change at that point in the game. Newcastle had made a lot of subs at half-time. Rangers, by this point, had made a fair few themselves. It's fair to say that the change of shape um, to the set of three up front seemed to seemed to settle us and seemed to give us more opportunity. Yeah, it did. Uh, just to go up to Freddie's point of view, though, but if you listen to um, Sterling's presser, he was quite adamant, I am not a centre-back, so Ifeko will not be taking his spot. Um yeah, the changes seemed to it seemed to give us that little input. I know that, that it's a it's a friendly, and there was what ninety million changes per team um, throughout the throughout the second half, and it does change the dynamic of the game. And they brought on a fair few youngsters, but so did we. Um, and for most parts, that, that the latter part of that second half, um, we definitely looked in the ascendancy and looked like we might be the one to nick it. Um, I'm not going to go too far. I mean, Lowry had a chance. We'll talk about it. I'm sure. Um, but we look quite quite decent going forward. Um, I did make a point in the chat though that we didn't have a single offside in the first half, and fashion was on for the second half of twenty minutes. Was caught offside twice. Um, it's fashion doing what fashion does. But yeah, I mean, this this it's a preseason friendly. It's not the the done deal yet, and there's still players to come into this team for for Hamburg and Olympiakos, and then back out to uh, Hoffenheim and whatnot. So. I thought overall second half we did quite well. I think we were just a little bit unlucky come the end of it. Listen, I was going to save this question to the end, but you've brought it up there and also mentioned fashion Sakala Lewis. Uh, Scott Wright comes on. Um, Matondo and Sakala are on at this point as well. The, the rumour is obviously Scott Wright's off to Turkey. It's a done deal, half a million quid, etc. So it was, I was actually shocked to see him named in, in the team lines um, this evening. However, I kind of felt that Scott Wright offered more than the two we've just mentioned. What were your thoughts on that one? Uh, well, it's funny. You, you mentioned the three players and they're probably the, the three outcasts in terms of how the squad will probably look with the, the start of the season. I think Sakala definitely looked the worst at the three. I think Matondo, he had a couple of moments where you seen him instead of just dilly-dallied and the boy just hurt it ran and got a ball in and maybe that's all he's got in his locker but at least they've done it. Fashion offered absolutely nothing and as Ian said, the man lives offside. I know he produces goals and assists but when we start playing tougher opposition and you're hoping that that's the trajectory of this club that Fashion Sakala is not going to be able to cope. It's fine scoring the hat-trick against Motherwell at Ibrox but when you start to play Liverpool Man United, Real Madrid, whoever it may be, Fashion Sakala cannot be anywhere near a Rangers type for me. 
Um, I don't think his technical ability is anywhere near required. And for Scott Wright, I think it's maybe the other way. I think he technically he's actually a really good football player. He's one of the best dribblers in our squad by far. And even with Ryan Kent there, I think he was still in contention for that award. But he just isn't good enough when it comes to contributing goals and assists. And it was a weird one because I don't know if you've noticed when Scott Wright was coming on, Michael Beale was talking in his ear quite a bit as if he was giving him like some sort of motivational spe- uh, speech. So you never know. Maybe maybe the Turkey stuff isn't going to come to fruition. I, I, I would have thought it's a bit uh, low in finances anyway. I think we could have maybe got closer to a million for Scott Wright. Well, that was my, my next question. Is he worth keeping around for, for the sake of half a million quid? Probably. Probably, I, th- I think we could definitely aim for higher because it, it's a bit confusing. It's like the the rumours with Preston is they offered five hundred thousand, and Rangers said no, we want closer to a million, and talks broke down. So why would we then accept that same value for a Turkish opposition? It doesn't really make any sense. And he fills your Scottish quota, etc., etc., doesn't he? So mm-hmm. I know that uh, the boy XL in the comments was liking my use of the word etc. So um, okay, let's get back to the game. Seventy-four minutes. Tavernier, into Matondo. Uh, uh, he sort of dilly-dallies on the right-hand side, gets one into the box. It breaks out to, to Raskin. Uh, he's a good strike away, and we get a corner from it. Um, James, we were in the ascendancy at that point, would you say? Aye, we were starting to grow into it. We were starting to find our feet. I think, obviously, when Raskin came on, we started to take control of the middle of the park. Um, we were starting to, starting to find one another. Um with the passing and stuff like that, we actually looked decent. We were starting to grow into the game for me, so I uh, it was good. It was good to see as that we were making navy passes and the running and stuff like that off the ball and stuff. So it was good to see that. And Ian, sort of eighty-one minutes. That the, the captain, I know not the captain on the night, but the club captain James Tavernier makes way for Alec Lowry. We'll come on to Lowry in a moment, but. In the, the comments here, Tavernier's getting a bit of stick, I must say. Um, a couple of people saying we're, we're not going to do anything with these two fullbacks. I know Lewis has said he's saying Borna Barisic, and obviously rumours are that he may be away also. What did you think to Tavernier's performance over the, the 18 minutes he was on the pitch? Some good, some bad. <laughs> it's the first game on a pre-season. Yeah, some good, some bad. I mean, do I know we gave it tight to Borna earlier on, but Borna did a lot worse than Tav. Um <laughs> And it's the first game of the preseason. I know, like I said, we slated Bournemouth, but without Tav last season, where would we have been? You can give him tight. He's another one. He's a player who, cut, who, who divides opinion in the team. A lot of people love him. A lot of people hate him. He's a, very much a Marmite player. But without him, where would we have been last season? Top goal scorer for the club. The only one that would come near to him was Cholak. And the season before, he got 18 goals. So he has his moments. Yeah, all right. But remember who we're playing as well. And at one point, Newcastle brought, I think, £100 million worth of talent in three substitutions. So, you know, he's, we got Tav for about £200,000 from Wigan. So I think I, I think Tav comes under, gets a lot of stick, some of it rightly, and some of it just because people just don't like him. I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and say he needs to go. Um, Oh, I'm quite Ian, I'll put it pretty differently. Do you think, do you think that the, the full-backs were used differently tonight, not how we've seen previously under Michael Beale? They weren't as high, were they? I don't think they were used differently. I just don't think, particularly in the first half, I just don't think they were given the opportunity to because Newcastle pressed us back quite really, really well. 
you could see the quality from Newcastle. You, there, there's a reason why they're a top four club in the Premier League. It's, they're not. They're no. That was a strong team they set. They started off with, and they pushed our players back. Um, and once we, like the once the, the game changed and the substitutions come out, you could see Tav and Ridvan getting into the more advanced positions and being able to affect the game a little bit more. But it was just effective pressing by Newcastle that stopped them getting forward, particularly in that first half. Now come in there. See with Tav, we will not know what we've got with that guy until he's not there. For me, I've like he says, he's marmite, but see what Tav brings to us as a team going forward, it, it it's it's priceless for me. Because the guy will weigh down with goals and folk will probably come on now and say, ah, he scores, but it's only penalties. You still need to score the penalty kick. It's not a given. You still got to score that. The guy scores a few kicks. He gets one. He, he's probably one of the furthest forward last year for us to go on the end of boys for us. Especially the two goals against Celtic at Park Keith to try and get us back into the game. It was the furthest forward. So for me, we will not know what we've got with Tab until he's no there. And I think the guy's allowed a bad game. So... Listen, it's, 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 as we touched on, it's only a pre-season friendly and he's probably going to be judged more so domestically than anywhere else. Um, you know, he might have to come up against Newcastle uh, again this season in the Champions League, we don't know. Lewis, um, as I say, Lowry comes on, uh, 85 minutes, uh, early ball from, from Raskin, switch a play from Lowry into uh, fashion, he sort of wavered a bit and, and it breaks to Hadji, who, who shoots wide. There, there was an opportunity amongst that for fashion to give the ball back to Alec Lowry. Lowry looked a little bit frustrated. Can we see Alec Lowry getting a bit more time on the part this year? Um, I don't think so, and and it, it hurts me to say that because I would love it if if I, if I was wrong and he, and he got minutes and he turned that knee on, on number ten and he gets caps for Scotland and so on and so forth. But any time that I've went through the squad and um, with the, the the incomings and the outgoings. I've always came to the conclusion that I think Alex Lowry probably needs a loan move because um, he's way too good to be getting less than 10 starts a season for Rangers. I think it, you even heard, um, you know, oh, I forgot his name. This is really embarrassing, the commentator. What's his name? Damn. This, no, 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 the, the former player. Danish Scottish Peter Lovingcrantz. Peter that's a... Oh man, that's embarrassing. Right. Anyway, so he was obviously involved with the youth setup and he's just added onto the Everland and list that Alex Lowry is this absolute phenomenal talent, but we just never seem to see a manager giving him an, op- an opportunity. And with the amount of players we're bringing in in that position and the amount of players we already have in that position, I just don't see a viable option for him to stay here. I think it would be more beneficial if we seek to get him a loan move somewhere um, for, for his career as well. He's way too talented to be rotten on the bench. Here, here. Uh, I agree with that. I'm not so sure about a, a loan. I'd maybe like to see him play more games. I know you mentioned Yanis Hadji. I feel the same way about Alec Lowry. I think it'd be, it'd be nice to see him get a run of games, but I'm not the manager of Glasgow Rangers. So, James, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Obviously, the, 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 the visitors take the, the second uh, goal, or the only goal that, uh, of the, <coughs> or the winning goal, should I say. Um, good header. Um can Button do anything anything different there? Is he just caught out? Is he just a good header? It's a good header, mate. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing you could do. Is he in stage? He scored a goal like that um, in, um, over in Germany. So you can't say what once I'm a good header and then start to blame Button for me. Button did what he could do any day. It's just one of the things, mate. First game of pre-season. 
these things are going to happen, so we just need to move on and move on to Saturday. Can I just can I just say something here? Please do. First of all, Ian, what is that shirt all about? Right? That's the first thing I'm going to bring up. I can't afford a holiday. This is as close as it's going to get. I don't care, mate. That's horrific. Right? Secondly, how can none of you speak? What's going on with the speech? I've had no alcohol tonight. No, it's it's atrocious. I'm just I'm just wanting to give you a stern talking to because we've got nearly six hundred people watching. It's the first reaction of the season, and none of you can talk. What's going on? Well, I'm sure that's going to jeez up. I tell off in front of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know I was on the way back for the game. It's the fastest I've ever got out of Ibrox by the way on the motorway and home. I couldn't believe how quick I got away. I heard you talking about uh, John Lee Afeko. And I was extremely surprised that he got on the pitch because, as you know, we covered a lot of B-team games last season. <laughs> we covered a lot, of, a, a lot of games last season. And, and big John Lee, big physical unit, um, you know, a, a decent, big, solid defender. But with the ball at his feet, he was tragic, to put it at best. And and look, it's B team, it's low in league level, it's not the best pitches, I get all that. But he looked like a completely different player when he came on that park. He was playing nice wee um five yard passes, some some nice longer passes straight to people's feet. I couldn't believe what I was watching, Robert. It was it looked like a completely different player. Well, it's the first time I'd managed to see him and uh, hugely impressive. As I say, social media was lit up with the boy's name for the minute he came on to the full-time whistle, so I put it to the boys and I'll put it to you. Is he one we should be investing in rather than punting money at somebody from the English Championship? On the basis of what I've seen last season for the B team, no. What about um, what you've just seen for the last 20 minutes? But, but again, it's a pre-season game. So my, my honest opinion, my honest answer would be no. Um, however... I, I never seen any of the levels from John Lee last season that I seen tonight, and I, like I say, I was extremely surprised um, that I, because the reception at Ibrox is so bad, I didn't even get to see the team sheet. My phone wasn't working at all, um, so I, I wouldn't be putting all my eggs in the, the John Lee wife echo basket. So let me let me come at it another way then. So if he's not going to feature uh, for the first team, how do we nurture him? Because we know what the issue is. We're knowing the Lowland League, etc. Um, and we're no sure what we're going to be doing B team wise. How do we well, nurture best him? versus best for the B team next season? So how do we nurture this boy? Is that going to be good enough for him? Is that we're going to get the best out of Echo? How have we nurtured players for the last twenty years? We haven't. Have, have we nurtured them properly? We've only we really, that's no. some, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we've only really seen Nathan Patterson come out of that, and that might be more by they're just natural talent. But he's not going to get enough games. He's not going to get enough games at first team level with the position that he's in currently. That's going to see any decent level of progression. Anyway, the only way he's going to progress is by, uh, I suppose, being around first team players, being involved in that kind of training um, scenarios and stuff like that. Is that is that going to be beneficial enough? For a young boy like that, rather than actually playing games, the bit I was going to add in is he's playing in the B team. I mean, I don't get to see the B team game, so you obviously you know more than me. But it's who he plays alongside as well. Someone who can talk him through the game and and give him the positionings he needs to be to. He's not going to get that in the B team, but he wasn't always a starter for the B team. Not even a starter in that, but he's got people like Suter, Balogun. I mean, Balogun tonight must have been talking him through that. 
and the touches he did, he, he did look decent. So sometimes we've just got to take a chance and give youth a chance. I think I've said that 100%. before. And but it, I mean, it's up to the lad as well. It's, it, Twenty minutes against Newcastle is one thing; it's, it's doing it for the rest of the season. But it, I think it's a lot to do with who plays alongside. Can I just say as well before I let you get back to it? I've just come in and, and interrupted you, and I apologise. Two things: one from a Newcastle perspective, right? And I don't watch a lot of English football, um, but actually being at the game, um, that uh, Anthony Gordon, what a player he is! By the way, he had Tav on toast. Um, his touches, he's running off the ball. Everything about that boy was fantastic. He, he, he was immense. And I know there was a lot of issues, I think, with him and Everton. Was it Everton he was at before Aye. he moved to Newcastle? But what a player he is, by the way. Um, watch out for him, for people who enjoy the, the English Premier League. And secondly, I was in the club deck at the opposite end um, from where Newcastle scored their second goal. And I couldn't really make out the header. But for those of us who were at the game, and I know you've probably discussed this, but this is for my benefit, could Butland have done anything with that? I mean, no. as a podcast, guys, so, I mean, this doesn't really work. Well, no, both Ian and James have said that we can't, we can't sort of slag the goalkeeper when we've been praising Seema for his header uh, when he were away in Germany, of a similar style. So, uh, overriding opinion is no, it was just a, a, a very good header. Right. It's only well, when you I get mean, the other angles. It's only when you get the other angles of it. Looking at it straight on when it first happened, I, I was like, I could have done better with that. And then I saw the replay and I was like, no, no, he really couldn't. No, that was a, no, that like was a I really think It's hard one. to tell from that position in the club deck because you can't see. It's too far away. Um, and and uh, Russell, my apologies. Everyone seems so happy. And then Martin came in. So <laughs> Martin's going to leave. Martin's going to leave and let you get back to it. Enjoy. Cheers, Martin. Oof. Well, that was a... So, listen, just to finish up on the match, and I've got a couple of points just to, to wrap up. Um, oh, the, the last one was, was you know, the Lowry chance right at the end. Unlucky not to find the bottom corner, James. Keeper uh, manages to tip it around the post. Do you feed into what Lewis was saying? Is it is it time he went out on loan? And, and if so, where's the best option for him? Is it the low leagues in England? Is it the, the SPFL? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For me, if he is going to go and learn, mate, it needs to be done to England because I don't think you'll learn anything for going to a championship club in Scotland for me. Um, it's going to be maybe lower league, sorry, maybe league one or the both end of the championship for him to go out and get a good education under his belt and play a runner maybe 20 or 30 games in a season. Then get him back, mate, and then see what he can do after that. But we'll no know unless, but it's one of the ones, mate, if we're not going to loan him out, We've got to play him because every time I've seen the boy play, he looks so comfortable on the ball. He knows when to pass, he knows when to no pass, he knows when to... I just think the boy, I, I think the boy's got all the talent in the world, but it's just about trying to get that talent out of him. And hopefully it's going to be Rangers that benefit from it. All right, OK, so just to, to, to on the new boys, we started with, with three new players. I'm going to give you one each and just if you can just give me overall... Right, an opinion of, of what we saw from them tonight, Lewis. So I'll give you Sam Lammers. Off you go. 
Well, I actually think you probably gave me the, the best option there. Um, like Ian said earlier, I'm not going to get too excited, but he looks very, very good. Um, I was actually the culprit in putting this this lad down for the price tag that we paid for him, given his age and his, his um, previous goal-scoring record. But he's already scored. He's scored in his, his unofficial debut for the club. I mean, it might not mean much officially, but for him, that's the monkey off the back. You know, for anybody that plays in a forward position that is mainly relying on goals, when you get that first one, if you've been dry for a long time, that's a big deal. And he's so bloody technically good with his feet. For a guy that's like six foot three, six foot four, whatever he is, he's an absolute man mountain. But he, he moves like he's like he's a five foot seven winger. And he looks very two footed. He looks like he's got an eye for a pass. He likes to put himself about. He was very, very good at the press, which that's a how he understated skill set. I think that he's got. He's very, very good at pressing, and he doesn't look like he's skipped a beat in terms of fitness. So he, he's somebody that, as Cami says, very, very impressive. I think that's all I can say about him. But let, let's hope that it, it continues into the season. That's it, that's right. We, we don't want to get too carried away, Ian. I'll come to you with Kieran Down because we've heard James talk about him earlier on in, in the pod. What did you make of the Norwich man tonight and, and he's a short spell on the park? Probably got to be a little bit biased considering where I live. Um, <laughs> but um, I thought he did all right tonight. He's um, um, nah, that That's harsh, David. Um, that is harsh. Um, he's, he's good with the ball at his feet. Uh, got good skills as well, same as Lammers. Uh, technically gifted player. Uh, I think we'll see a lot more of him coming up. Uh, he was quite impressive tonight. I know um, James is a big fan. Um, so it's probably gutted that you didn't come to him with uh, with Kieran Dow tonight. But no, I'm looking forward to seeing how the season goes with uh, with Dow. He looked good tonight, and I just he's he's not played much football, so I think he only he can only get better. So for me, he's a good game. I wasn't so sure he was going to be a starter. If we saw tonight that maybe he is going to be a starter? I think he's put himself in the window to be a starter. I mean, I was the same when he came in. I thought he would be the the, the squad player, maybe um, sixty-five to seventy percent of the games. He might he might uh, he might get a start, but I, I definitely think he's put put himself in the window to to be starting on a regular, regular basis. It just depends now on who else we bring in and how others who play in the same position do. Um, and if he's the best of the bunch, he gets the start. James, you get, last but not least, Abdallah Seema. Um, the big man showed early doors, his strength, his physique. Were you impressed by him? Uh, I was, mate. I, I like his... Um, it's good having somebody that's got a bit of pace about them now, mate, up front for me something that we've been lacking. I think he could obviously play out wide or he can play through the middle for me, so it gives his options up front now. Um, but I think there's way to come for the big man. I think he's, I think he was isolated up front uh, for long spells in the first half. But I think there's more to come for the big man. And we've seen what he can do, mate, because he's done it against us. So he's obviously going to be he's going into a better team. Um, and he'll go in and I think he'll rip this league up for fun. So don't forget our uh, pod sponsor, Zenith Coins, as you can see running along the bottom of your screen. Get 25% off your order at zenithcoins.com uh, with the code RR25. I think Wilf told us in a, a pod not so long ago that the players actually, if you're a man, I'm actually get one of these coins with a, a match engraving on. So a nice bit of kit. 
Uh, and if you're interested, jump on the website, have a look, and obviously get your discount uh, with the Rangers Rabble RR25 discount code. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube as well, like, share, subscribe as always. You know, if your pals are, are looking for a podcast and, and they're of the Rangers mind, maybe they're not of the Rangers mind, they might still want to watch it. We have a few of them as well. Um, do get them involved, and we we'll love having you in the comments and, and watching along on nights like this. Um, Lewis, James Tavernier mentioned in his interview, and it's, it's sort of grew a bit of legs over the last couple of days, the slander the Giants, you know, big guys that have come in. Did you see that last night? It, sorry, did you see that tonight? Did you see any any benefit of that? Um, no, in all honesty. I, I think the, 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 the lacklustre start to the defensive performance maybe argues that that isn't the case. I mean, and physically, in terms of a visible sense, it is the land of the Giants. I think this is probably the, the biggest Rangers team I've ever seen in my adult, adult life. Um, you know, you've got Lammers, you've got Dessers, you've got Goldson, Davies, Suter, Sterling, Tavernier, they're all six foot plus. Um, but I, I don't think we've seen the fruits yet, in all honesty, just yet. I think that we definitely will. Um, I think that's maybe something that's been lauded to this Rangers team through the Steven Gerrard era and onwards that physicality in all areas of the pitch was lacking a wee bit. You maybe had it in certain sections, but it definitely was nowhere the park. And as I said, I, I don't think it was it was their fruits tonight. Um, can I just give a wee update on a post-match interview from Michael Beale? I promise it won't be too negative. Um, <clears throat> but uh, this is Mark Mann on Twitter. Um, interesting. We're talking to Cifuentes hopefully soon. Dessers Roof and possibly Lawrence will play Saturday. And Leon King's injury, not as bad as first feared, looking at five to six weeks. I mean, that's great news on Cifuentes, uh, James, but also brilliant news on, on Leon King as well. I 100% mate. It seems to be all good news coming out now, which is good. Um, and obviously... Especially with, uh, with Tom Lawrence coming back, mate, that's going to be a brand new signing because the guys will kick the ball in 11 months now. So for him to come in there with better players on him as well, he's just going to, I think he's going to kick on to the next level and on him, mate. I think that's important what, what Martin says there around, you know, Saturday. Um, Dessers, we might get a look at, hopefully, whether that's off the bench or from the start, Ian. Um, he's, he's got a way to go to dislodge Lammers already. Yeah, because, you know, Lammers are the best player at the club now, obviously. Um, but uh, for all the things I've been hearing and different bits and bobs listening to different things about uh, Dessa's coming in and what type of player he is, I think that the, the, the two opposing styles that they've got uh, will actually complement each other. Whereas Dessa's is the presser and Lammers will pick up from that and hopefully they can work well together. So I'm looking forward to the weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Dessa's getting in and... And then I don't know if anybody else's um, ears were deceiving them, but I'm pretty sure Martin faded out the first part of that press conference bit. So he's saying that um, uh, that Danilo is one of a few strikers we're talking to. Um, and Dessa's, Ruth, Lawrence, and I think there was one more uh, to come in for the weekend. And that's exciting because bear in mind, you look at that team tonight and that was a, with a fair few people missing that uh, we will be expecting to see during the, this run of the friendly game. So I think we can only get better. Lewis, that's a, a massive point Ian makes. This squad is still rather swollen. Um, still a lot of bodies hanging about. We've, we talked this week of, of, of Glenn Kamara moving on. We mentioned Scott Wright earlier on. 
Um, one man who doesn't seem to be moving on is Kimar Roof. Can we get the best out of him in what seems to be or could be his final year at, at the club? Um, I know Martin's maybe just been hounded for being too negative on the podcast, but I'm probably going to join in the, the bandwagon here because unfortunately I, I don't think so. I think it will be classic Kamar Roof. We'll get a 10 out of 10 man of the match performance and then the next game it will be Livingston away and he'll snap his ankle on that plastic pitch. And to be honest, even if he was fit, I think with the, the players that we've brought in, I don't see him being our number one striker anyway. I think there's been too much of big fees spent on certain players. And if Danilo comes in as well, you've got two other players that need to start to justify that financial outlay before Kamar Roof does. And with a year left in his deal, the age that he is, and they signing him signing another contract, unfortunately, I don't see a prosperous future, should I say, for Kamar. James, just to go sort of full circle on this, um, Lewis mentions that if, if Danilo does come in and we're going to have to have two players that start, we saw in the first half, we kind I would say kind of started with two up front. Um, second half, we changed that, and I would say I'll give you looked a better side. How much work has got to be done on this new set of, this new formation, this new sort of style for it to become effective and effective quickly? Well, it's one of the things, mate. For bringing them in for big money, they've got to hit the ground running, mate. They've got to start performing. It's neither this. They're going to need five or six weeks to bed in at the squad because that's no. But we don't have five or six weeks, mate, because this is an important season for me. I think we'll all agree that we need the league title back this year and there's nothing else. The Cups and stuff like that, the Champions League for me is a Borussia bonus. The Cups will be a... It's all right getting a wee... It's all right getting a cup run and stuff like that, but the league title, mate, has got to come back this year for me and it's got to be... They've got to be working... I was going to say double sessions or whatever, mate, to try and get that understanding going if they're going to go with two up front and hopefully, mate, we'll get them a coist Hately partnership, you know what I mean? Big guy, wee guy up front. Don't call that. I'd love it. I'd listen. I'd love it, James. Um, I'd absolutely love it. If that's the truth. Um, so let's just to quickly. Uh, it's it's Hamburg on Saturday. Um, there's been a strong bond between both clubs for numerous years now. Hamburg maybe not hitting the heights that they'd like to in Germany. Um, seem to be struggling with, with playoff games come the end of every season of late. But um, just in terms of you know coming to you, how big is this going to game be in terms of atmosphere come the weekend? Uh, and more importantly, in terms of testing ourselves and stepping up towards the, the competitive games, uh, this atmosphere this weekend for this game is going to be is going to be amazing. I mean, we've had German fans over before that weren't weren't linked to the club, if you like, um, like Dortmund. The Dort- when the Dortmund fans came over, it was it was fantastic. Um, so I think you get the the link between the two clubs. I just think it's going to be just a, an excellent atmosphere, and I'm really looking forward to it. If I could get up, I would definitely get up, but. Just not able to at the moment. Um, hopefully, a win this time. Um, I think if we with the players that we're bringing in, uh, reportedly bringing in for for the weekend for the change the, the changes and maybe mix it in with a few that have already started tonight. I I can see us having a really really strong game, and I'm like I said, I've said it three times already in this little little bit. I'm really looking forward to it. Lewis, I'm going to give you the last word, but I don't want any of. Martin's negativity involved in the answer, if you can do me a favour, all right. Um, just overriding feelings sat there tonight. And if I was to say to you, you know, we're playing Kilmarnock tomorrow, how are you how are you feeling? Oh, you, you're setting no me up for failure here. You're setting me up for failure. 
Right, I'm going to take the Kilmarnock scenario out the the equation then, in order to be positive. But in terms of the Hamburg game, I'm looking a lot more excited for that game. I think you've got um, the likes of Tom Lawrence and Dessers, who are possibly in the strongest possible Rangers eleven to come back into the team. And like I think it was James said earlier, Tom Lawrence will genuinely be like a new signing. He was heading for Player of the Year accolades in his short spell at Rangers. Um, and I think, as I say, he'll be like a new signing. And you never know, we might have Sifuentes praying to the Lords above. It might happen before then. Danilo might be a new addition. You never know. But uh, with the three new players coming back into the squad and some of the positive performances we've seen today, I think it's a lot more to look forward to. Brilliant. That's just positive we're going to get out of young Lewis tonight, I think. Um, lads, pleasure. Um, you know, <laughs> Ibrox's Rangers 1, Newcastle 2, Alan McGregor gets his, his send-off that he deserves. So um, and I think, as you guys say, things are positive. We look forward to Saturday. Um, I think there'll be a, a, a pod on here um, for the for the reaction towards that game as well. So do jump on it and get involved. First night, there's a Patreon uh, Rabble Extra. So if you're not on Patreon, uh, link is in the description. Uh, get yourself on there for loads and loads more content. Uh, you can really fill your boots on there. But lads, thanks for joining me tonight. James, Ian, Lewis. Uh, and we'll see you all again very Cheers, soon. Mate. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.